0: I said, "Well, if I believe in God and I believe in miracles, then what is possible for me in five years?" And that opened up this world that I didn't have access to before. I realized that I never dream. I'm all of us. A lot of us are mostly realistic. We're, we're uh, trained in school to be realistic, to be logical that you know two plus two is four four plus four is eight and that's the way it goes you know you get success as you build on it yeah and how are you gonna be a millionaire if you have no money in the bank it doesn't even seem feasible or nobody else in your family has ever been a millionaire
1: welcome to the be it till you see it podcast where we talk about taking messy action knowing that perfect is boring Hey, love. Big ask. like, Well, not actually. It's not that big. It's actually really simple. But I don't like to ask for help, and this is me asking for help. (laughs) Um, We are on a mission to make this podcast in the ears of as many people as possible. Yes. And you actually are a very integral part of that.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: So here's what I need you to do. Even if you are not listening to us on the Apple podcast. Um, If you could do me a big favor, go into the show notes below, click the link and write a review, like a written review of the podcast. You know, say what you want to say, but write it.
0: Yeah. And more words is better than few words.
1: Yeah. Like, you know be honest and with more words and <laughs> and screenshot that send it to us we have prizes we're going to give away and everything but it's just a really big ass we're on a mission to a hundred written reviews so yep. you look on it and it's like oh she's got 65 that's not enough actually we need your help we need your help so thank you and now on to the episode hello how are you welcome back to be it till you see it ah uh, i just got off of the interview with hazel ortega let me just tell you if there was ever a be it till you see it story you had to listen to this is the one um this woman just grew up in a city that like many of us could never imagine or dream or picture um and it was hard times i mean she didn't get her high school diploma till she was 30 so spoiler alert there and now she is i just hung up with her and she's gone off to a, a trip to peru and then she's going to croatia so she is literally going to tell you how to be it till you see it she's got a great vision for how this is. Her tips are absolutely doable. And it's a challenge to live in this mindset, but it's like, every time I hear her story, I can't think of another way to live. I can't think of another mindset to have. It just makes so much sense. So if you have been struggling, if you've been like, well, Leslie, these stories you keep bringing on, they're great, but I'm from a place that this doesn't happen. People don't leave my town like that or you know, I'm I'm in this relationship and it I uh, this is how it's going to be and I can't see a logical way out of it. Well, we're we're screwing logic this week and we are talking about miracles. And so I I I really hope you listen to her whole story here and dive into the uh, the things she's offering you. They're in the show notes below. Um and you know, do me a huge favor and let Hazel and I know how this um, episode changed your life or changed your mindset, even for a moment, because, um, I think it's, I think it's like a really great way. If we could just make this the the way that everyone's dreaming, um, just imagine where the world would be and all the things that we're doing. So anyways, y'all Hazel Ortega is with us this week. Oh, and also so exciting. If you love Joanna Vargas from episode one, I met this woman through Joanna Vargas. And so side note, <laughs> just something you would say, Ask people you love to know about people they love because something I'm doing here in Las Vegas is asking people who I really love and enjoy who they love and enjoy because I'm building a network. Cause I didn't have one when I moved here. I knew a couple people very tangentially, like spent a little bit of time with them and we both loved carbon 38 and everything has, it's hard to meet people. It's hard to create a community. I'm not saying it's easy, So, you know, please know that I understand that that's effort, but if you want to meet awesome people, ask the awesome people, you know, who they love and, um, your, your awesome community and network will grow. So here we go. After this message, Hazel Ortega, as you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30 minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. Again, dot classes.com slash B E I T P O D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Hello, be it till you see it, listeners. I'm here with Hazel Ortega y'all, this woman, I cannot wait for you to hear her story. I'm so honored because I know it already, but she was introduced to me by Joanna Vargas. You'll remember from episode one. Um, so if you love Joanna and the force she is, then you are going to love Hazel. And so here is Hazel. Hazel, tell everyone who you are and what you're up to. And just thank you so much for being here today to shine your light and share your story.
0: Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much for letting me do that. Right. That's my number one thing is to change the world by sharing my story and who I am. I'm a, I'm a mom. I have a 23 year old daughter who just graduated college and is a registered nurse.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. The world needs more nurses. That's amazing.
0: Yes. I'm very happy that I created this human being to contribute to the planet. And uh, my story, my story started off uh, really rough growing up in the poorest neighborhood of Los Angeles. Not just poor, but, you know, gang members and growing up on welfare. My parents were immigrants from Mexico, didn't even speak English. And having education was something that was not a priority. Surviving our neighborhood was. Yeah. Not, Not ending up in what most people would end up in, in those conditions, like uh, becoming pregnant as a teenager, becoming a drug addict, going to jail, getting into gangs or dying basically. Yeah. So I, that's the way I grew up.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's so interesting. Thank you for pointing out like that. That was the thing was surviving because I think a lot of people who didn't grow up in that kind of environment, do misunderstand. Like, well, why don't they just go get a job? And it's like, well, (laughs) it's really not that easy when, when everything around you is like, it's when you're in that Maslow's hierarchy of needs of like, where's your next meal? Where are you staying for the night? Like that kind of stuff. It is hard to see a future ahead. And so did you, so can you tell everyone, like, did you did you go to college? I mean, your daughter went or like, when, what was your next step? Like, how did you get out of that neighborhood? Cause I mean, if you're watching on YouTube y'all, she is living in a beautiful house. (laughs) So with a gorgeous red hat. So like, how did you go from that environment to where you are now?
0: Yeah. Well, when you say that environment, it means like an 800 square foot apartment, one bedroom, not having a future defaulting into getting a job, not a job I love, but a job because my cousin works there. Right. And I need to pay my bills. So it was never a conversation of creating my life and going in that direction. I never had that conversation with anybody. Yeah. So how did that that all change? I got a job because my cousin was working at a law office and she brought me in. She was the receptionist and the attorney interviewed me i probably was not going to get the job he even asked me what gang i was from because he could tell that i had like this tough you know demeanor and like i know a lot of things from the streets and he did ask me that about the gangs and he knew where i lived he asked me you know what avenue i was living on because the gang is a lot it's called the avenues yeah and so He did end up hiring me because not only did my cousin recommend me for the job, but I also had a mentor in high school who was a judge in the workers' compensation arena and who this attorney knew. And because of that recommendation, I was able to start work at this prestigious law firm. Wow. And that's where everything changed. And Leslie, you know, the last time I was talking to your people, I was telling them that things didn't change for me until I changed my environment. Yeah.
1: Right. That so is, people- that is the biggest key. I'm studying like human behavior, um, with BJ Fogg, And he has said the studies show, if you don't change your environment, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you go back to school or if you lose the weight, or if you get the gold job, if your environment is the same, you won't see, you won't get the benefits of those things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like people tell me, Oh, you were a big fish in a small pond. I said, no, a a fish can't grow big in a small pond. You have to change your pond and getting this job at this prestigious law firm was a different pond. Oh,
1: that is, I mean, I feel like Oprah, that's a tweetable moment. I was not a fish can't go big (laughs) in a small pond. You have to get a bigger pond. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you got this job and I mean, so many people listening to this are doing a job that maybe they got because someone recommended you should do this or you should do this. And I think, I think a lot of people, even in growing environments that are not as tough as yours are not living their purpose. They're, they're doing what someone said they should do, or like, here's a job you can have. And how did, how did you, what was it like at that, that law firm? And like, what, what, what was the next step? What was that launching pad for you? First, I'll
0: tell you, I got the job and I felt, um, out of a place. Like, I didn't belong. And I worked with these attorneys that were making millions of dollars a year. It's such a prestigious law firm, right? And we represented celebrities who were injured while filming, which was really interesting, and NFL players. And I always felt really shy. Like, I was not on the same level as them. Like, there's a difference there. and. I kept working there. Eventually, I ended up getting uh, injured on that job. The attorney that I worked for, who um, encouraged me to go back to school because of my injury and just because I should. I didn't even have a high school diploma when he hired me at 24 years old. A couple of years later, I became an injured worker the attorney tells me, now you really need to take school serious. You need to go back to school. And I start to go back to school and I earn my high school diploma when I'm 30 years old. And then I kept going.
1: Well, wow. You know, that's just like proof that it's never too late to go back. And then also what, I mean, I don't know this attorney, I don't know the whole story, but I feel like what a nice guardian angel, like just like a little tap, tap, tap. You should really go back to school. And then like, you really have to take your education seriously. So you left the law firm after you got your high school diploma or what was, what, what did you do for work after, after you went to high school?
0: So I kept working with the attorney while I got my high school diploma and my college credits. I still, I stayed there. And then, uh, eventually he looked at me and he said, Oh my God, I realized that you're You're going to leave me because I was on track to become a psychologist. Yeah, this is something that he recommended for me to do once I didn't know what to do. Like I got I finished my associate's degree and he asked me, "What are you going to do next?" I had no idea what I was going to do next and I honestly I was done. I didn't want to keep going to school. And he told me, "You you're going to be a professional. You better think about what you want to do." And um I was like, "Oh my god, it was so hard to go to school. Honestly, I worked from 9 to 5 as a secretary. I went to school from seven to ten at night, and I went to weekend college Saturday and Sundays. And you had and a daughter, I had
1: three kids, and you three oh. kids, three
0: kids at home, three young kids at home.
1: Wow. So, I know the moms listening to this are like, how did you do that? Like, did you have help? Because I know childcare is really expensive and hard. Like, what, and also, like, what was going through your mind that you made that a priority? Because uh, that takes a lot of effort to make sure that you are able to work, go to school, and have your kids taken care of.
0: Yeah. And honestly, that losing the job that I currently had where they, where I was injured was. My push because I thought if I lose this job, I'm not going to get another job paying as much as this does. And mind you, I was only getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. Is like I'm I'm afraid of losing this job, so I have to educate myself so I get another job comparable to this job or better. Yeah, it wasn't because I wanted to be a psychologist. It was because I didn't want to be homeless that I went back to school. Right. I didn't was not thinking of being a professional or or living in a pimp daddy mansion. Like I didn't have those dreams. Okay, those dreams like incrementally um, grew and grew. Yeah. So I I went to school. And one of the things, Leslie, that a lot of people I realize is that they feel that the way you feel today is the way you're going to feel five years from now. And that's not true. Along the way, you add to your self-esteem based on what you're up to, right? Unless you don't grow and expand yourself, then you're going to have low self-esteem in five years as well. There's no reason why your future should look any different. Right. If you constantly read books, you change your environment and friends and you learn about whatever it is that you're interested in and go back to school and you start making changes, you're going to be a completely different person five years from now. You will be. And that's what happened to me.
1: So I'm, and I couldn't agree more because I think, often we, well, I said this, I've said this before. I'm not the first person to say it, but like we overestimate we can do in a day and we underestimate we can do in a year or five years. And I think, you know, we do take for granted. We think if we're feeling good, we're going to feel this good in five years. Well, if you're doing the things you said, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel even better. But if you are doing nothing, if you just say status quo, you're going to start to feel behind because the world's going forward, you know? So, um, so I, I love that you said that, but so you, you went to school, you changed that. And then because I, because I know the story and how it goes, I'm just going to, how did you go from like feeling like paycheck to paycheck and like being in school to being where you are now? Like what were, what was, what was the impetus to, to even getting
0: out of like, just doing the nine to five. Okay. So I finished college and I became a psychologist and I got a job. Right. And so the college taught me how to do a new job and it was great. And it taught me how to think differently and especially in psychology, think different and help others, right? So I'm I'm learning that I can actually act differently and becoming educated gave me tools to react differently to the problems I was having in life. The problems never changed. I just react different because I learned to do better. So I got a job as a psychologist. I was still bouncing checks. I didn't work on that part, right? But you didn't uh, go to financial school. You went to psychology school. So, you know, exactly. <laughs> So I was still bouncing checks negative in my account and uh, feeling really like I was going to live a life of poverty until the rest of my life. And Leslie, I'll tell you this, that people that don't have any money and people that have a lot of money can both have equal fear of not having enough money. Yeah. It really is a mindset and something that everybody should work on. You could be, you could have a million dollars in the bank and then feel like you're, you know, paying for dinner and then people are not pitching in, like, like they're taking advantage of you. Like,
1: you know. Oh, 100, 100%, 100%. That money mindset is so key because I mean, I know people who make millions of dollars and they have the same fears that I do. And I'm not making millions yet, um, but, but like, you know, and I'm like, I like see that in them. And I'm like, this is not something I want to grow with me. This we need to take care of now. <laughs>
0: Yes, and, and you can. You definitely can have a freedom around money. So what I did is I started to take personal development courses, and that is where everything changed exponentially for me, where I was starting to really learn about the way I think and why I think that way, and then how can I think differently differently. And you can have a mindset shift, like in a nanosecond, where once you see something new in a new way, you'll never go back to see it the old way. So it behooves all of us to master ourselves, to learn about ourselves and look at life in whole new different ways. At this personal development seminar, I had a coach. And so I think that's really important for all of us to have coaches and mentors because they see something in you that you can't see for yourself and they hold the space. Right. And my coach asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? At the time I couldn't think of anything that would be different in five years than, than what was happening in that moment. I still was at the early stages of my personal development and, I call it my embryonic stage of personal development.
1: I love that so much. Yeah. But I, I think, I think you're like so many people don't invest in a coach because either they've never heard of one or even maybe think they can't afford it or don't deserve it. So how did you like, how did you get to where you feel like, I'm going to invest in this person?
0: I didn't actually invest in the personal development coach. That was something that was assigned to me. And that was my, Probably my first exposure to having a coach. Okay. Okay. Got it. having accountability, I became used to it. And then when I was done with the course in my own personal life, I hired a coach for the first time for my business. Got it. Okay. I see that. that, that,
1: Thank you for sharing that because I think, um, sometimes people like you did stuff to get there, to get to where you could. And so this person asked you to see yourself in five years and you couldn't do that
0: with anything it was like the beginning i was blocked like how and then i was you know very reasonable about everything at that time in the sense of like you know based on my reality like what is what's going to happen in five years and i thought well in five years yeah, well i'll just be five years older like there's no reason why anything should be you know very different right well She, you know, she asked me that and I still couldn't come up with anything. So I'm sitting there and she's holding space for me. I'll wait. You think about it. You know, she gave me like 10 minutes and I knew I couldn't get away with like, I don't know. So I sat there and after a few minutes, I said, well, if I believe in God and I believe in miracles, then what is possible for me in five years? And that opened up this world that I didn't have access to before. I realized that I never dreamed. I'm all of us. A lot of us are mostly realistic. We're we're uh, trained in school to be realistic, to be logical that, you know, two plus two is four, four plus four is eight. And that's the way it goes. Exper- you know, you get success as you build on it. Yeah. And how are you going to be a millionaire? If you have no money in the bank, it doesn't even seem feasible or nobody else in your family has ever been a millionaire. It just, that's, like a- that's exactly
1: it. If you've never seen it, it's really hard to dream it. And if people around you are saying, this is it, this is what you're doing. You know, like, cause I definitely had those people in my family who are like, why, why would you do that? Or like, don't do that. Cause like you could lose everything and it's like, well, I don't have a lot to lose. So we may as well go, you know, go for it. But like, it's hard if the people in your environment haven't shown you that there it's okay. It's safe to dream. And it's, it's powerful to dream.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm divorced now, but when I was married, I changed jobs and my, my husband at the time was telling me, why are you changing jobs? What if, what if that new job, um, it doesn't work out and then you're going to lose this other job that you have. And you've been there for so long And I, I'm like, well, the other job pays more. It's it, it, I'm going to have a better position. And I explained it to him and he was very scared for yeah. me yeah. and I did it anyway, but yes, he, he you know, I could have thought to myself, Back then, like, oh, he's keeping me down or he doesn't believe in me. He's always being negative. But now, as I got my training, these people in our lives, which are our mothers, our fathers, brothers and sisters and spouses and significant others and everybody, they're afraid for us. Right. They create these fears for us. And we're, you know, our, we have a mustard seed of, of, um, confidence and we're like, you know, using the little bit that we have. And then they come and they make us feel like, like we should be very scared and don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, feel the fear, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. These people love us. They, I'm very clear about that. They don't want to keep us small, but what they want to do is keep us safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't lose everything. You're gonna lose your money. Don't invest in that. You're gonna lose this. You all your time. You're gonna get sick. You know. So they're I, scared for you. I
1: love that you said that because we have a mantra at the Be It Pod. It's like do it scared. And so there's like all this, these clothes, this merch. Like do it scared because people ask all the time, like, how did you do that? I'm so scared. I'm like, I'm scared all the time. I'm just doing it scared. Like I don't. I don't even. I, <laughs> like sometimes, like in Cambodia, I I try to learn to drive when I'm in Cambodia on a mo- moped, and everyone drives in different like they're just going, there's no streets like lanes. You just drive and you make a left-hand turn. You make it into oncoming traffic. And then when you, when it's safe, you merge over. And I literally just go, ah, as I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> Somehow it lets me like pedal. <laughs> so I love that you said that. So, um, I also just wanted to go back to you. So you came up with something, you dreamt something up in five years. Cause you believe you're like, if I believe in God, if I believe in miracles then I believe this, um, I think so many people are like you that they have, they get stuck. They have a block. They're afraid. I I do a lot of coaching with people. And I'm like, where do you want to be in 10 years? And they're like, I don't, I don't even know. I want to be next month. And I'm like, and then they're embarrassed by it, but that's actually not abnormal to not be able to think that far ahead. So I'm so glad you said that because a lot of people would just assume that you're like, okay, I wrote down what I'm going to do in five years. And you had a, you had a block. So how did, what did you write down? How did you get past that block?
0: Well, you know, your brain is this beautiful organ that keeps you alive. However, it also keeps you small and in fear, right? And so if you understand your brains, uh, the way the brain works, you can outsmart your brain, right? And so when I said, you know, when I heard that question, I couldn't think of anything, you know, I couldn't think of anything for five years. But when I said miracles, well, your brain is not it's not programmed to make a miracle happen. So it allowed me to have that vision. That's why I think the the miracle mentality, miracle mindset is really important to, to establish because then you can really make miracles happen. You're, so you're, you're can, replacing r- miracles
1: for goals. Like you're like, uh, you put miracles in there because then your brain isn't like, Oh, that's not actually logistically possible in five years. You're Because, but if a miracle, your brain's like, okay, I'm willing to leave room for that. Yeah. Genius. Imagine your
0: brain, you put in there that you want to um, have a million dollars, your brain, is faster than a calculator. It's already like, no, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. You
1: know, um, I'll, I'll think of things. I'm like, oh, I want to do that before I'm 40. And then immediately my brain's like, well, where's that money? Where's that going? And it's like, it's like, no, stop. You don't have to worry about that. It's happening before I'm 40. And, and I'm going to insert miracles. And I'm just gonna put miracles instead. I love it.
0: Yeah, do that. And even like you could say, um, I want to be in love. I want to have the love of my life. But you're married to a different to a person that you don't believe that that's the person. you know. And um, you absolutely can fall in love and have the love of your life with the current relationship that you have. Even if you think like this person cannot change this, you know, miracles do happen. Give people chances and you'll see it. You'll absolutely see it. I I wish I had this information when I was a longer, my life would look even different, more different. And I would have avoided a lot of pain and suffering, Uh, but it's never too late. And see, I'm still young. Yeah, you're silly.
1: Well, we're all so young. I mean, I mean, people are living to be 120 these days. So, okay. Everyone's dying to know what was on the thing in five years and what did you get all of it?
0: Okay. So I, I said, uh, I wanted to have a life that looked like I was always on vacation. Well, you do. You
1: look like you're about to like go out to the pool right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, mono on right now at my yeah. house. Yeah, um, I'm living my dream every single day. I'm I'm always in awe of how I manifest this into my life. But I'm always creating my life, right? So I, could, for the first time ever, I created that I had a life that looked like I was always on vacation. I said I wanted to have a $3 million plus business. At the time, I did have my own business. I started it from my garage. Well, I grew it to be the largest company in California that offers counseling for injured workers. Then I said I wanted to find the love of my life. I didn't even believe in that. I thought it was something, you know, that was for people on television because I, I didn't even see it in see it in real life. My mom married and divorced many times and I was already divorced at this time also. So I didn't believe that you could have the love of your life. And if you did, it wasn't sustainable. So it was all based on, based on fear. I had fear about everything. Yeah. I also said I wanted to fly in private jets. And I wanted to live in a pimp daddy mansion, the kind where music videos are filmed. So all of that I said and I had none of it at the moment when I said it. Right. And so are people
1: filming music videos in your pimp daddy mansion? Is it happening?
0: Yes, it's definitely happening. And Grey's Anatomy is looking at my home to do a season here, filming here. Oh my gosh, stop. (laughs) I I mean, I'm like, I can't even invent this stuff. Like, I think, you know, when you create the life that you want, you not only get the life that you said you want, but you also get a bag of chips. That means it's even better than you created it. And you think it can't get better, but always can get better.
1: I agree. I I, everything I've ever achieved that I wanted, it came with more than I expected. And, and it's, and it's true. Y'all, if you're listening, you're like, how does she know this stuff? So we had Hazel and as an agency, an agency for a webinar. And after you did your talk on how to like create your miracle mindset, Brad and I went for a walk and I had been struggling with like, cause I'm, I'm building a business to sell y'all, I'm not going to say which one, but one of them I'm building to sell. And I kept getting stuck on like, who's buying this? Like who would buy this? You know, not in like a negative. It's not worth buying because we have hundreds of members. So it's, you know, it's, it's everything people want, but like who would, who would buy it someday. And on the walk, I like got so clear on exactly who would buy it, how much they're buying it for all the things. And I was like, and it was so funny because immediately Brad had that, his brain was like, what? And I was like, it's miracle time. It's miracle. Tell your brain, this is a miracle. This is not a goal. This is a miracle. And it was so fun. And we have like got a dream board going on so we can see it all the time. It's I'm really, I'm really excited about it. So I can't wait to get all that in a bag of chips. Like I, this is really fun.
0: You know, follow it up, follow it up with, okay. So you created who, who is going to buy it and how much they're going to pay for it. Okay. So then, and then what? What was, what's going to change for you? Um, now you're going to have more freedom. Now you're going to travel, you know, now what, you know, now you're going to have a nonprofit. What benefits are there to selling your company? Like all of what your life is going to look like when you sell it, uh, that's like the golden, uh, the next golden okay. step. Done. Don't worry. I'll do the homework this weekend. I'm
1: I'm on it. I'm <laughs> and on. That's so much fun. Oh, it's so much fun, Hazel. You're so fun. Um, I just I'm so I really when I heard your story, I was like, we have to have her on because I just know that there are people sitting there listening and they're stuck and they keep getting logistical on like logical on their on their things, and so they keep listening to the Inspo and they're like, well. It works for them, didn't work for me, and I just had to have you on because, like, you are a representation that, like, if you put it out there, and then, and then this is this is like a fun thing. So, people are like, so for the people who are being logical, you put this out, you put these miracles out. What is the first thing you did to
0: get the ball rolling on the miracles? Okay, so I I did these things subconsciously. I didn't have like a to do list that would make these things happen. I created my vision right in my brain and then I drew it and if you come to my house my drawing is framed and it's in my dining room and you can see this it's like one day it's going to be in the museum of hazel right (laughs) (laughs) yes and my statue is going to be there too (laughs) absolutely I
1: hope it's wearing a red hat
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so I I drew it and then what happened is that in my real life, I didn't have those things, right? So I, one of the things I also said I wanted was a, a relationship with my sisters that looked like we were in heaven. At the time when I drew it, I was fist fighting with my sisters. So I did not have a, that relationship with them. I was a psychologist fist fighting with my sister who was a police officer at hmm. the time. Okay. So This is going to you know, be a TV became...
1: show. Just so you know, this will be a movie. <laughs>
0: Yes. And so what I did was um, once I saw it in my brain, when I, what I saw in real life was not that, and it made me take action. So in the area of money, I took a course, the Dave Ramsey course, I was tired of being broke and and paycheck to paycheck. So I took a Dave Ramsey course to be, to budget to learn how to budget. Okay, I don't even need budget anymore. But I learned, but now you that. know, so, you know, probably is very helpful. <laughs> uh, it was very helpful. And I created a group of women who also wanted to get out of, uh, the, Paycheck to paycheck, barely making it and start to budget. And then once you budget, why do you want to budget? Well, I want to budget because I want to save money. Okay. Why do I want to save money? Well, because once I save money, then I want to invest money. I want my money to grow. Yeah. So I, I, I had like the why, why, why behind yeah. everything I was doing. So key. So- and then I named the group uh, Millionaire Women of Whittier, the city that we lived at. And the women in the group were very uncomfortable that I named it women, millionaire women. And they were like, we don't wanna be millionaires. I'm like, how could you say that? You know, and so I'm like, it's just a game, it's just, you know, like for fun. Well, they were not liking it right now. I started a new group called billionaire women's club. And that one too, I invited one of my friends to it. And, uh, and she's one of my wealthiest friends I have. And she said, you know, I don't want to be a billionaire. I'm just like, what is this all about? Stop have, you, it. have you heard of Rachel Rogers? She has the Schmilles,
1: like she millionaires. Yeah, she calls them the schmillies. I don't it's a group that she created cuz she she wrote a book like everyone's a millionaire or we can all be millionaires or something like that. So it's I I think I mean that's a whole different topic for a different podcast, Hazel, that we could have all these women on to talk about like what are women afraid of about being millionaires and billionaires and I think it's a lot of like stuff that we were raised with the patriarch. So, you know, but I think it's great the work you're doing. You're doing the Lord's work there because it's like If we can get more and more women to aspire and believe that they could be millionaires or billionaires, like, you know, just imagine what the little girls growing up get to see is possible, you know, their
0: miracles will be huge. They'll be bigger than ours. I'm telling you. So I learned this technology, right? And now I, in the last 10 years, I just celebrated my 10 year business anniversary. And number one, um, I, I, I'm still in business which if you know, statistically, most businesses do not do not last the first five years, yep. then it's a it's a million dollar business. So that statistically is um, uh, it's very, remarkable. Very. It's yeah. a miracle. I'm a woman business owner, a miracle. I'm a minority with miracle, you know, and then I'm in workers comp, which is a niche where there's, there's it's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> And so I've been able to help 40,000 injured workers with, through our counseling to train and get jobs. They love 40,000. So because I learned this technology and I changed my life now, 40,000 people were impacted. Yeah.
1: You're changing them in in bigger ways. So, I mean, y'all, I hope you heard that. Like she, she did all this miracle work miracle mindset. And then she took some action, which is possible. She's like, okay, if I want to get better with money, I need to actually know how to be better with money. If I want to have money, I better know how to use it. If I want to have a relationship with my sisters, I better work on that. Like, so I think that's really cool. I mean, uh, Hazel, we'll have to have you back because I could just keep talking to you, but I feel like I'm really excited to go back to my journal and my picture and, and add to it. So we're going to, um, be back in just a second to ask you some, be it steps that people can take. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. Okay, Hazel, first, before we get to the It steps, um, we're letting people get a pen and paper, um... How can people follow you, find you, get to know you, work with you?
0: I'm on Instagram. Uh, Hazel Ortega Official is my Instagram. And a lot of people reach out to me there and ask me questions, and everybody can feel free to do that. My website is themasteryofmiracles.com. And I have a free visioning guide there that you can use to create your 10 year vision.
1: Oh, I love it. We're going to put all that in the show notes. So super easy for everyone to just link on through, get that, get that freebie and also get master in your miracles. Um, and definitely follow her on Instagram because it's so fun. I follow you and it's, it's, it's inspiring. It's really, it's really fun to watch everything that you're doing. Okay. ask everyone this. Because I think it's great to be inspired, but take action is like my thing because messy action is where, you know, all the good stuff comes from. It allows you to be scared and do it scared because it's messy. You don't be perfect. Perfect. is boring. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this? Like, what's the first thing, what's one or two things that they could do right now to have a miracle mindset?
0: I have top three things. Okay. Okay. These are three things. Uh, Even though my book has 15 things. Okay. (laughs) top three things right now anybody can do wherever they are in their lives is create the vision for your life 10 years from now based on miracles so miracles have nothing to do with you it's completely to do with the divine but you have to create that coming from your heart what do you want in 10 years and go big big because with god like you can't ask for small stuff i mean this guy he did everything around us, right? So go big. God wants you to have the first class tickets. He wants you to have the love of your life. And he wants you to have everything that you want and the bag of chips. Okay. So don't go, don't, don't ask for small things. You have a big God. So that's one. And then number two, change your environment. So like those people that Leslie mentioned, and I mentioned that are naysayers, That's fine. You don't have to get rid of them, but you do need to find another environment to spend more time there. So if you want to have a a successful business that's over a million dollars, then find the group of those people and hang out with that group. If you don't know anybody in that group, Google them. I, I'm mentored by JLo. Okay. She doesn't know that, but she, she mentors me. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> oh my god, I want to have like, you need to have like a,
1: like a, um, like a, a sticker or what do you put those on the on a bumper sticker? It's like mentored by JLo.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's who mentors me. JLo, Oprah and Jesus Christ. That's who mentors yeah. me. So it's a great um, mentorship group. Look, do that. And then your third, is celebrate your small wins you will we are always evolving and expanding so our goals change and grow and then if you're always um just changing your goal and upping it and upping it then you never feel like you quite get there and that you're successful that you're being successful so celebrate the small things and if it is like open your second location then celebrate that you even had that creation of that thought wow at first, I never even thought I could have one business. Now I'm thinking of a second business. Celebrate the thought. Celebrate with your friends. You are 100% mm-hmm.
1: accurate on that. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And there's so much studies on behavior science that like celebration is so key. Our brain pays attention to what we're excited about. Um, the CEO for Pink, she, I was listening to her in an interview, and she was going into an FDA approval thing for their, their product. And it was like, they got rejected the first time, which was like, just so scary. And they went in, they actually appealed it. And the day before the appeals where they had to be like ready to answer all the questions, they partied, they celebrated before. And so it is something that is so key. And y'all, she sold that business for $15 billion. So, (laughs) and then got it back. Anyways, that's another story I have to have, but like, this is the thing. Miracle
0: mindset is like, so, so. You're really advanced there because now you're saying pre-party, which I love that. And I was saying, celebrate, you know, when you want to. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, party before it's sold. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's the the advanced version. Yeah. But for where we're at, we're beginners. We're, we are creating a vision, which we're adding a new environment and celebrating the small wins. Celebrating the small wins. I'm I am so about that when OPC,
1: we just, I like say, just celebrate that you even logged in and press play. Even if your kids took you off your mat or your dog went crazy, just celebrate that you actually opened your computer, you logged in, you press play, you skipped all the websites and all the things that could have gotten you there. And that is worth celebrating because your brain will want to find ways to come back to that party. So, um, Hazel, these are such great tips and also just an incredible inspirational story that, that I I can't wait to. Sh- I'm so glad I got to share it because it's really amazing. I'm grateful that Joanna introduced us. Thank you so much for being here, everyone listening. Please do me a huge favor: screenshot this, tag Hazel Ortega official and Be It Pod with your takeaways. Because the thing is, is if you're believing this way and you're dreaming this way, and you get your friends to do it and their friends to do it, then we stop having people who are scared all the time around us telling us we we can't do it.
0: That is very true.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening and until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast.